Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. lovely former colleague Laura Mathias who has been using lockdown to start embracing her alopecia and sharing her journey on Instagram. Hi Laura thank you so much for joining us. Hello thank you for having me. Yay so we're (laughs) going to throw you straight in deep end tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Okay so my name is Laura as you said um, and I know Carla from working at the University of Essex but um, on the side, because I've been working from home since March, which I'm sure lots of people can relate to the, uh, the misery that is working from home and living on your own during lockdown. Um, yeah, I just started spending a lot more time on social media uh, and then decided to maybe start yeah, talking about my alopecia, which is something I've lived with for over 16 years, but never really even spoken to colleagues about, uh, not really opened up to lots of friends about. So talk about jumping in at the deep end don't worry about your questions because I've done it myself (laughs) on Instagram in the last nine months yeah so my first ever bald selfie in June during lockdown and it's just kind of come from there really just then talking uh sharing pictures sharing videos and sharing my experience of living without hair as a woman in yeah society (laughs) so what was like the trigger then that that got that that got you to do that what was the point that made you think hey I'm just going to do this yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I wish there was a really pithy answer to this question. I really do. I wish there was a moment that kind of caused a trigger for me to think, right, this is it. This is the day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to whip off my wig and I'm going to finally show everyone the real me. Uh, and it just wasn't like that. I don't remember <laughs> it being like that. It was, it was realistically the fact that my routine was disrupted by being in lockdown. So I didn't yeah. have the usual get up, get dressed, put my makeup on, put my hair on, get out the door. I didn't have to do that anymore. So right. apart from Zoom meetings where I'd chuck my hair on, you know, I would chuck it straight off again. So I was just spending more time in my natural state, as it were. And then I, I, I was more, I was spending more time on social media because, you know, there's no one, I probably shouldn't say this, there's no one there to watch you <laughs> at your desk when you've got your phone out. You know, it's fine. You know, I would say that when I was still in the office, you're fine. <laughs> I would argue, you know, when you're working from home, you don't get to pop and have a cup of chat. You know, you don't get to you don't get that that water cooler time, do you? Thank exactly. You. And you don't have yeah, to walk yeah. two miles mm. across campus for a meeting. So I think no. And yeah. my body has seen the results <laughs> of not doing any walking during <laughs> lockdown. But um, yeah, I was I was on Instagram a bit more, and I I don't know I don't know what made me think about it. I think maybe yeah, having more time not wearing my wig and started to think. God, this feels really nice to have a break from wearing my wig. Um, mm. And just also just for my scalp, because I get really mm. bad eczema, um, which is uh, really common because alopecia is an autoimmune condition. It's basically my body uh, attacking my hair follicles because it thinks they're like an alien coming to invade my body or some kind of oh, like wow. bad thing. I love that description, but that also <laughs> sounds quite stressful. Yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous because it's just like your body is against you for no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah which isn't ideal, but um, obviously things like eczema and asthma are a similar thing. It's your immune system basically overcompensating and attacking mm. things that they don't need to. They need to attack. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I get really bad eczema as well, which obviously wearing wigs and having a sore head, oh, not God, ideal. Yeah, For the purposes of the podcast, you know, it's not looking too bad, but you know, I could... <laughs> Laura shows Sarah and Carla her scalp. Right 
I've we seen actually, this bit. <laughs> uh, well, is it? I've seen some of your your um, your stories actually, like where you show. Or I, I think you've been doing some reels and stuff, haven't yeah. you? And you've been showing like the the, the, the 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 you know the things that you're having to deal with, like the eczema, and so mm. it's actually quite. Uh, it wasn't even something I'd even contemplated that would be a you know would be an issue when you're having to wear wigs and deal with eczema as well yeah as a a fellow eczema sufferer like I do get little bits on my head but obviously it's stuck underneath my hair and like I I have had so much sympathy when I've seen your 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 because I get that on my body but not on my Mm. head and I just it just having the idea of having to put a wig on top of it just doesn't appeal at all so I yeah yeah, I'm not gonna lie it is a nightmare combination but the Mm. thing is I think there must be a lot more men and women out there with this combination but I don't know why we're not talking about it more so yeah I am trying to I'm not being greedy on my Instagram I did start talking about my alopecia but at the end of the day I'm not going to limit myself it's just about my experience as a person that happens to have some conditions you know but do you find talking about it I mean for me I would say it's because one of the things I like talking about a lot is mental health because Mm. the more we talk about stuff like that the easier it is for people who are experiencing those things to be able to say hey that's me as well you know and are are you finding that are you getting lots of people sort of coming out and going I'm so pleased that you're talking about this because this is my life you know this is what I'm dealing with yeah the best thing is like when you get um a randomer dm you you know and say oh my god yeah I have the exact same issue but what comes from that is often that they want a solution everyone is still Mm. at the stage and then they think I have the solution I'm like no 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 I'm just chronicling how crap you have all the answers (laughs) (laughs) you're magical I'm saying this is what it's like and I understand that's all I'm saying and then then in terms of mental health uh, a lot of what I'm trying to do especially with those reels it's a mutual thing because I'm trying to say you know put your big girl pants on and actually just bloody well get on with your day and it will be okay and I know lots of days I don't feel like that I know I've had days actually it hasn't impacted my ability to work there have been days where I you know, in this job, previous jobs or whatever, the when my skin's been really bad, the idea of then having to put my wig on because I felt it wasn't an option to leave the house without a wig or go to work without a wig, I'm still not sure I'm going to be there yet post-lockdown. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, who will see? But, um, yeah, that obviously impacts my mental health as well and, and, and it has done for a really long time because I lost my hair when I was around 12 years old and that's, wow. like, a really... That's an intense time for any. I was going to say, of all, yeah. all the ages, yeah. that's that's probably. I mean, not that there's ever going to be a great time. No, time, exactly. But that is possibly yeah. one of the worst because you're already trying to work out like what your body's doing and yeah. like, who you are and that. And that whole yeah. idea of self-image as well. You're trying yeah. to fit oh, in God. with people and yeah. oh my goodness. I think the yeah. irony was, and someone was asking me about this. That so I I started losing my hair. Or my first bald patch was found by the hairdresser, ironically, in a normal mm. you know appointment. Um, and that Christmas before the spring, when it, that first ball patch was found, I'd got GHD straighteners for Christmas because oh. that's how into like, that was my only thing that I had. You know, I was a chubby little girl. So my oh. thing was, oh, I'll have nice straight hair and then I'll look like all the other girls. I was like, no, 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 your hair's going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Mother nature's a bitch, isn't she? I know, isn't she? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, God. Yeah. So my I'm I'm really intrigued then because obviously until lockdown I had never seen you without your wig. In fact, I mm-hmm. didn't know you wore a wig um, at all. Um, have you always worn one in public? Have you? Is this the first time you've gone out without a wig since then, or have you? Is this is this something that you in your own time you do, and then in kind of work and school and that kind of thing? Like what what does that yeah. look like? So. Uh... After that first bald patch was found, my hair loss developed pretty quickly. And so by the time I was 13, um, 
like it had really really spread and I stopped going to school I just I couldn't you know I couldn't bring myself to go to school I mm. my parents would drop me off and there was one time I actually walked home from my school in Ipswich all the way to basically <gasps> near the Essex border just because oh I couldn't bear to go God. in so it was a real like you know in terms of mental health Huge I, I yeah. was traumatized at the idea of anybody seeing my bald patches and that was just at yeah. that stage so I ended up, um, this is all kind of a weird blur. Um, you know, don't worry, I, I came out the other side, so it's all okay. But <laughs> it was a really tough time as a 13-year-old then. Um, and I remember I was in talks with the hairdressers to try and wonder if they would open up early for me each morning to blow dry my hair to try and disguise the thinness of my hair and just all these solutions I was trying to find and obviously the stress of that was probably actually exacerbating the alopecia because it was definitely mm. triggered by stress my parents were going through a really messy divorce at the time and um, the doctor basically said that which is also not helpful when a doctor says there isn't anything we can do to treat it just try and calm down it will probably come back it basically yeah, not yeah, gonna it, happen is it exactly no. and it is it kind of putting the emphasis that it's on you um yeah. which yeah, is it not feels quite fault-based which it obviously yeah. clearly isn't but for lots yeah. of people alopecia and lots of types of hair loss are triggered by trauma or stress um, but obviously I am predispositioned to be more likely to have it because I have the asthma and the eczema. So I've got those kind of autoimmune things running in my mum's side of the family. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a trigger of stress. But um, to answer your question, Carla, um, it was not until 2020 that I've ever left the house without my wig. Um, so I have had hair loss now for 17 years, but my journey in terms of actually embracing my alopecia is still a relatively new one. So the fact that I'm recording this podcast with you guys now, sitting here in my pyjamas, you know, without any makeup, without any hair, actually I've got leftover eyebrows on, actually so my eyebrows are looking on point. I love but, uh, They are looking amazing. Eyebrows, that yes. makes me happy. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's this... Because this is amazing yeah. to me because you you don't... You are extreme. So if anyone hasn't seen uh, Laura's Instagram, we will link that um, on the notes, uh, on the show notes. But you're very honest about this being quite new. But to me, you carry it so well. I can't believe this is... No. Not I don't believe you, but I can't believe this is... It's just been in the last it's year or so. Like, this is insane. Confidence. Absolutely yeah, insane. So like, you confidence. have so much inner confidence. It's amazing. Absolutely mm. amazing. Like, it I does, just feels that. like you've been yeah. doing this all time. Like, I feel like, to me, you've had, like, a Laura at work that I knew. And then the rest of the time, you've been Laura with no hair. Like... As in, out and about with your, without your yeah. wig. And Can I correct that? I, I, fabulous Laura with no hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really struggling to get my head around the fact that, that this is a lockdown, unexpected lockdown project. Not even like, okay, I'm stuck at home. What can I do? I'll do yeah. this. It just kind of happened. Lots this of people incredible. had those... Um projects didn't they they're lockdown projects believe me i've not lost weight i've put on a lot of weight in lockdown, me, but i don't there's, care like there's know, a reason just... i'm recording this in stretchy trousers yes. <laughs> like they're the only things yeah. that fit me now <laughs> i'm acting like i only wear my pajamas in the evening some days i'm just like why would i get out of them it's my most comfy have, outfit oh no i have day pajamas and night pajamas now so the day ones are slightly less frightening for when the post lady comes around because you yeah. know she didn't need to see my actual night pajamas uh yeah no i i hear you but um no this is this is awesome and i feel i think Actually, one of the things I love the most about that then is that so like lockdown has been shit. I also live on my own. Mm. It is hard living on your own. I think it's equally hard living with people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had one day, <laughs> one day where my uncles came to do some um, 
uh, some brickwork in the front of my house at a socially distance and I nearly killed them by the time they'd been here six hours I was like get the fuck out of my house they were like we haven't finished I was like I don't care please go away I can't cope so I feel like there has been you know it's difficult for everybody and I was like this is how everyone else's lockdown's been I can't can't deal but I think this is a wonderful inspirational thing to have come out of what has been you know mostly a really shit time for everybody and I'm mm. very grateful that whatever spurred you to do that that day I'm really grateful that you did yeah I know and so yeah. am I because I think sometimes I I need to be better at stopping and taking check and just recognizing that this is something I have achieved whether it started consciously or not I am now consciously showing up every single day on Instagram to share milestones or just everyday little things you mean some days I really don't have much to say but I'm like oh well I'll post another board selfie because I can you know yeah. so it's yeah um, can I ask the question then? How how has it felt to do that though? Has it felt like like freeing, liber- liberating? What are you getting kind of any of that sort of feeling about it? Yeah, it's weird because I still so clearly remember um, it started. The first kind of bald image of me was uh, a, a drawing someone had asked to do with me. And they asked me to send them privately a bald photo because they were doing a project where they were doing lots of drawings of women without hair because they were trying to raise awareness and show that Mm -hmm. women are beautiful without hair. Um, And then he asked my permission to share the drawing that he did. And it was very clearly me, you know, so that was my first kind of taste of it. And I thought, well... But it's drawing, so it's kind of... It was like dipping my toe (laughs) in the water. Yeah. And he shared it on his channel and I loved it. And people were so positive and receptive and he put in his caption you know Laura's never shared an image publicly so this is a big deal please give her some love you know blah 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 I ended up making it my profile picture and then it was about two weeks later I decided I was just in my bathroom had some nice makeup on obviously it was lockdown so I was I was I knew I was working up to take a selfie I didn't know it was going to be without hair and then I probably took about 20 to get the right angle you know obviously. of course yeah um <laughs> all angles and lighting um <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I, I wanted to post it, but it's like I need. I remember the whole day being like, I'm going to post today. I'm going to post today. So it really did take. I remember the nerves, and then I was speaking um, to a friend, and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, you've already had that. That image is out there, so you've already done it. So what's the big deal?" And I was like, "Okay, you're not getting this. This is a big." <laughs> deal do not take this away from me i'm about to hit send and i need all your support so you shush (laughs) that almost spurred me on more because i was like no this is big my heart's pounding for a reason and so then i hit post and i think i said something like just for me here's the egghead you know enjoy or something a bit of a contradiction (laughs) just for me but here you go everyone um and then i put my phone down left it on the other side of the room and i was just like i just can't look i can't look and i came back and (laughs) to this day it's the most engaged with posts that i have that first ever ball selfie because people clearly just responded and wanted to support and could just see how it is such a vulnerable thing to do i like i said never left the house without my wig until that summer so I still hadn't done it at this point this was just a selfie I hadn't actually left the house without my wig at this point um and it was huge it felt huge for me it was like ripping off the band-aid which is the cliche but it really was heart pounding it felt like it was big and I couldn't quite explain why and then it was such a relief to get the positive support and that really was the start I think of the, the kind of motivation to be like, right, I'm going to do this now. And then shortly after, I changed my handle because it had been my personal Instagram. You can scroll back 
um, in my Instagram, you can see it was just pictures of pretty places in Essex <laughs> and the Lake District. Where see we the point where places. it turned out, changed over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden oh. it's like, oh, there's a there's an egghead. There you go. And then from then on. So sorry for anyone see, that actually liked the Essex landscape. There's more or less of those now. Because well, no, now we get Essex landscapes and you, which is better. So I'm, I'm on board with that. Absolutely. Um, sappy pants over here is welling up slightly because oh. um, where my brain has already got has already gone straight to is imagine what twelve year old Laura would have thought. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like how amazing would have that have been to know that that was in your future, but also to have had somebody like you visible i know yes. back then because you're similar age to me aren't you like we didn't we didn't have so thank fuck we didn't have social yeah, media back msn then. messenger <laughs> msn messenger not quite the oh same God. Bebo. <laughs> what was it we all used to Advice say to each other things. asl wasn't it when you when yeah. you met yeah. someone asl yeah, yeah, yeah. question mark um but i just that that's where where my brain has gone is like how i mean how how would 12 year old laura felt do you do you mm. think do you think she would have believed you if, no. if she'd been told somehow like that I this don't is something think... you're gonna do I don't think 25-year-old Laura would have believed that wow. a 29-year-old Laura would have started doing this, <laughs> you know. So it it's crazy how much progress I've made. I mean, you were making the joke about the postie seeing you in your day pyjamas. Um, I have previously been known to hide when my door, uh, when someone knocks at my door, in case if I wasn't prepared. Ready, You know, because yeah. that was outside world encroaching yeah. on my... Oh, yeah. Whereas now, see, this is stuff I'd never even thought yeah, about, and this like, is why it's so important, isn't it, to raise yes. that awareness of, of yeah, yeah. because you and until you're experiencing it, you just don't know, you don't think. Well, exactly, um, and it's that yeah. whole. So when I got a wig at fourteen, so my head was shaved at the hairdressers because we realised it was getting worse and worse, and the wig was there ready to put on. Wig went on, left the hairdressers. Never again did I go outside until last year without a wig on, like so. It was amazing because that wig enabled me to feel confident enough to go back to school and kind of and look on the outside like everyone else. Although I swear to God, I was wearing it down to my eyebrows or up to here. It was like one or the other. No one tells you how to wear a wig, you know, because nobody knows. Nobody um, knows. Yeah. No, especially especially yeah. when you're young. Like teenagers don't. I mean, exactly. As a teenager, no... I didn't know how to wear clothes properly, so wigs were like it would be a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely. So little twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old, or even those first however many years actually I was completely on my own and I don't want to make it a sob story but it is bloody hard when you are going through something where, where no adult in your life seems to know what to tell you to do my mum didn't even tell me when it was time to get a wig she waited for me to come to her and this is a conversation I've had with her I often reference it when people ask me about my experience but it was after a school trip where I I had to take my hat off in a religious building and this is pre me having a wig and all my ball patches were on show um and i called my mum the coach home and i was like i i need to get a wig now mum i can't there's no other way around this i can't keep wearing hats and she was so relieved and she was like yeah no i've been waiting for you to ask and years later i'm furious because i'm like are you kidding me like you were the adult why didn't you guide me or like but there's no right way to deal with it so even mm. now you know i turned 30 in a couple of months even now, being someone who's nearly 30, that has no hair, will never have hair again, I'm pretty much, you know, that's clear, because I've had it for so long, and that's fine, that's not the goal for me anymore, to have hair regrowth, it hasn't been for many, many years. I don't think there is one right thing to say to 12-year-old Laura that would necessarily help. Um, there's no magic answer, you just have to go through it, you just, you have to go through it and kind of experience the worst case scenarios, and someone asking why you've only got one eyebrow or 
I making out with a guy at the university club and him saying your hair's weird and then you run away and run out of the club all these things have happened to me like it's just but yeah maybe actually looking back there are bits of advice I would give her like if you approach your hair loss with confidence and the fact that you wear a wig with confidence it is so much more palatable for other people to understand and not feel awkward around it I do think most of the time people are just curious people don't want to be mean and it's just difficult because if you've got a chip on your shoulder like I have for so many years and been defensive like people I've seen looking a lot especially when I've had bad wigs in my time or been wearing it down to my eyebrows so you know people are gonna notice something's not quite right with this girl um <laughs> she's got a lot of hair in her, all the way down yeah. her forehead <laughs> exactly um yeah and it's just things like learning little ways to kind of approach that and turn it into something positive and an opportunity to educate someone but obviously no 13 year old is gonna no. have the confidence to know how to oh, do God, that no. you know not when you're still trying to figure it out yourself definitely. no yeah and i think so. that is probably the age where being different is hardest of all i mean oh, being different yeah. is never easy is it but i think i think at sort of 12 to about 16 what you really want is to just be just the same as everybody in, else around you, you yeah. and fit in yeah mm-hmm. even if later on you're like actually no sod that um that that yeah that's i think um I think I think twelve year old Laura needs a big hug, actually. From yeah. sorry, I'm really sappy. I promised I wouldn't make this sappy, but I am genuinely inspired by you, and um, I think that she would be too. I often think that like, you know what would our old selves think of our current selves, and yeah, I think that's. Um... I think I think it's a really good way to look at it because I think it's so lovely that you're sitting there and telling me that you think that what I'm have gone through is inspiring. And of course, that's lovely to hear from outside people. But I think it does really hit home when you... The biggest thing we've all got to do is be kinder to ourselves. Like, I say things to myself in my head, and I have done for years, especially around my alopecia and how that makes me undesirable and how I'll never have this and how I'll never have that. Not consciously trying to, but they're just so deep-rooted, these feelings I've had about myself. And so... Like, I'm really trying to interrogate that and question that because I would never dream of saying things like that to a friend. So, and that's exactly it, isn't it? Because that's also the thing that I kind of think about. We say those things to ourselves, but probably because that's the way we've been raised that to think this isn't this isn't normal. This is you know what what's going on with me here is is completely not normal. I don't see anyone else looking like this in like the public eye and stuff like that. So it must be a terrible thing. So mm. I think that probably contributes to why you have these you know have these things that you say to yourself about this. Which is why I think it's great that there's someone like you then going on places like Instagram so that the kids can look at it and, you know, someone's going through it and go, oh, my God, you know, look look at this. You know, I'm not the only person that's dealing with this. Yeah, 100%. I think Instagram and the use of social media for lots of different people going through lots of different seemingly unique experiences, that's one definite massive positive of social media Mm -hmm. because you can connect with people that obviously... You might be the only bald girl in the village, but, you know, yes. <laughs> you're not going to be the only one in England because there's around, apparently, 8 million women going through some form of hair loss at the moment. So, wow. you know, wow. that could be postpartum, it could be hormonal, but the, the point is, and that's just women, obviously men go through all sorts of hair loss and lots of men have alopecia as well, and that is, that's a whole other thing, and I know that's challenging in similar and very different ways as well. Mm. Um especially in terms of wearing wigs and stuff, because they feel there's less options, I think, often, some of my friends who I've spoken to. But um, in terms of any kind of hair loss, if we do talk just about women in, in this respect, 
I just feel like nobody talks about it. I have spoken to women who, well, actually, I can talk about other women I've spoken to. I can be really honest with you, and I realised this the other day. When I was a teenager, I started thinking about, I wonder what's going to happen when I give birth, because how am I going to wear a wig? But what if the labour goes on for 24 hours? And then what if someone wants to take my photo? Why, as a teenager... Am I thinking about that special kind of milestone moment that also, heads up, I'm interrogating that as well. I may never have kids and that's okay. Like, I might not, you know. But That's um, why I'm, had, we, yeah. two, you've got two non-children people here, so it's all Thank good. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's, but it's just the, it's the thing, isn't it? It's like, that's how much my hair loss has dominated every thought in that it's always there even when I've looked to happy moments in the future i've always thought oh but what about my hair loss oh what about my wig i think that's conditioning though that's conditioning of you should look like rather than you being mean to yourself i think at least some of that comes from external like i know people who um have said to the like taking that same um example who said to the husbands right when I go in, if I'm in labour, you need to bring some tweezers so you can tweeze my chin. I'm like, you're giving birth to a... Ch- you're pushing a child out through your foof. Like, let's not worry about the chin hair, right? Like, and it's that, you know, you should look like such and such a thing. Or they've taken lipstick because they want to look good in the photo. It's like you're holding a newborn baby that you've just pushed out your foof. Like, yeah, it's I really probably covered in faeces. Like, birth and oh, yeah. are not... Then we're, not we're not good friends. Not yeah, nice. yeah. I'm just like... Is it, I mean, I understand, I do understand the impulse to, to do it, but at the same time, I recoil from that impulse because I'm like, why are we being conditioned to look perfect mm. when we've just done this incredible feat or at any other point in our life, to be fair? But that I think that actually, um, as an example that you've brought up, is a really good one, that I think there is a conditioning there that, that clearly then is making you think, well, you know, which wig am I? You shouldn't have to think about which wig you're going to take but to give birth in. Like, that shouldn't be a thing you have really to consider. Meta. Let's take it one step further. Why are they having that photo taken thinking that anyone else other than them and their husband and their absolutely nearest and dearest are going to see it? Why do people Mm. feel they need to share those with the general public? Like, that's a private moment. So it's kind of like a vicious circle because then what they are posting on social media isn't a true representation of that moment because there is yes. a man behind the scenes who's just fainted scrabbling together to try and put <laughs> lipstick on his wife's face you know it's just like when he's just seen stuff he never thought he was ever going to see he's never going to see that vagina the same way again <laughs> so true I actually said to, I've got a couple of friends who are pregnant at the moment I just completely sidetracked but I actually said to someone I was like, I don't, you know I think I think if I was going to go that route I don't think I would have my partner present and they were like really and I was like yeah, no, because I don't think they'd ever look. Mm, no, but that's that's my own consideration. Anyway, moving yeah. to the onwards. Um, <laughs> I do love yeah, how we finally got around to talking about vaginas on these episodes. Oh, vagina. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you said any naughty words go. Vagina is actually any, a biological yeah. term. So. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't mind. Carry on. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm intrigued. I really am intrigued by this. And I, I'm... I'm trying to formulate a sentence. This area, you might have to take over with the questions while I try and formulate a sentence. Should I give you a second? No. No, she's gone. Gonna okay, I'm going to carry second. on then. Yeah, In that case, going. what I was going to do, I'm going to leap into the next, um, uh, the next sort of questions because obviously you've talked a lot about then. It's been a, a short journey so far, really, in the respect of like the social media aspects, but. Talk, like, talk, talk us through a little bit from that put, posting that first picture up to where we are now. What's been going on? Tell us, tell us a little bit about this little journey and where it's going as well. I know what's happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I posted the first bald selfie um, and have just basically been connecting with lots of other beautiful bald women and really just 
finding and appreciating the hair loss community and how supportive and amazing um, that these, well, primarily women that I'm speaking to, but there's lots of men that I've met as well going through alopecia and different types of hair loss um, and struggling with the same kind of issues with confidence. I do find a lot of it is tied up really closely with mental health as well. It's because mm. it's all about self-appearance, self self-love, self you know. Um, yeah. So really from that first bald selfie it's been about using social media to kind of chronicle how i'm progressing from that moment and taking something that felt really scary to do in the social media bubble but doing that outside outside my house because yeah. that's where it's always been scary i mean i've spoken a lot to you guys about it wasn't um i hadn't even at that point at that point of posting the selfie, I hadn't left my house without a wig. So it was one thing posting a picture on my Instagram. That was a huge step and I'm never going to take away from that because that was the first milestone. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like there's a slight divide between what I'm prepared to do on my Instagram page and what I'm able to do out in my local town, for example. So it was from that picture that it was another colleague actually um i mean it could have easily been carla with her photography skills but it just so happened that i had um a colleague who i think i'd mentioned once because in the last couple of years i was trying to be a bit more confident as i was becoming friendly with colleagues like i i might if it came up in conversation i might mention about my alopecia but it would kind of be which was still progress but you know um I would never dream of like showing them or anything like that mm. but this colleague reached out to me and said oh I can't believe that picture is so beautiful that's amazing if you ever want someone to you know take a photo of you let me bring my camera and we'll do something <laughs> obviously this is not in lockdown when we all had lives and it was amazing um so yeah we agreed to meet on my friend's farm and my friend my best friend who <laughs> her family runs that farm she has never seen me without my wig. She's never wow. seen me in a bandana. I've known her for about seven years. She's like one of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, and for the photo shoot, the purposes of this photo shoot, I, I don't know which came first. It was either I was having a photo shoot, therefore I was taking my wig off, or I was going to take my wig off, therefore the photo was going to chronicle the moment. I don't know which order it was in, but it all kind of wrapped up in one. So that was a huge milestone because the first ever time I took my hair off and I stood on loads of hay bales around a campsite. So it wasn't like a really, it wasn't like walking down the high street board. You know, I really wasn't chucking myself in so much at the deep end, but... But you were in public. Yes, yeah, in public. Yeah. In front of people. And that, Outside that your front door. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In front of a friend who I'd never, ever... We'd spoken about my alopecia, but it was always... Yeah, not in a positive way that I would speak about my alopecia. And I would never, even when she came round my house, I would uh, put my wig on. So even if I'd come home from work, whipped my wig off, kind of think of it the way you come home and you whip your bra off because you're knackered yep. after a long day yep. and you want comfort. Treat That's how I treat my wigs. Whip on, whip off, you know. But when I had a friend coming round, even my best friends, I'd be like, oh, better put my hair on before they come round, you know. it was It's like the uniform, the public-facing uniform. So, um... Yeah, that, that photo led to me then starting to challenge myself and think, well, it's one thing sharing that here, a selfie that I've taken in my own bathroom, but I need to start challenging myself to do more outside. So a great way that I've been doing that is through creatives approaching me or me approaching them 
and saying, I love that selfie of you, Laura. I think it's great what you're trying to do. Can I take your photo? Can we go out for a walk? Which the great thing about lockdown actually is that that is one thing. I've, I've made a friend who lives one road away. And um, so we've been going for socially distanced walks. And um, yeah, she, she was like, let me bring my camera. It counts and whip your hair off if you feel confident enough. And we're just gonna keep chronicling how your confidence is growing. So. That's perfect, isn't yeah. it, though? To yeah. have that, to be able to do it gradually rather than having to build up to like a big photo shoot and then not do it again for ages. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful, yeah. So and it really has. So it's like Instagram, because now I have a platform where I want to share my journey, is kind of motivating me to set challenges for myself. Um, but now I think the next thing for me is just trying to do... I'm obviously at a stage where I feel confident enough to walk out and be bald when there is someone there with a camera taking my photo because it's it's for something and it means something and it's creative and I love that, you know, and I feel like, well, I'm a model, it's fine, you know. Um, but still to get to a point where I feel like I want to or I'm confident just to pop to the shop without my wig, that would be a next level. I'm not sure if it's a challenge I want to set myself. I think it is for comfort reasons because I've spoken about my eczema. So it's for me wanting to do it for me i have now been able to go to the shop in my bandana um in hats which again i would never have dreamt of doing this time last year so again that is progress but i think sometimes i know when it's true progress because i don't feel the need to whack my phone out and chronicle it that's when i know <laughs> it's like for me you know and i might share afterwards and say yeah. oh you know this week i actually managed to do this and i'm really proud of myself but actually just sometimes being in the moment putting social media aside for a second and just allowing myself to be in the moment and feel the feelings yeah. and think, okay. So I walked down the high street uh, actually last week with my photographer friend. She put her um, camera away and we walked down the high street and we were just chatting and I was completely bald. And that is the first time I've done that in a really public place. And especially like my local town, you know, so like people know me. Um, well, they're gonna now. <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> yeah, if they didn't before, they definitely do now. I also just saw Carla doing a little clap, so I'm gonna do the same because that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, I just think it's wonderful. I'm also so this ties in. So I've, I've now formulated what I was trying to formulate oh, a minute excellent. ago. So has your Sarah kind of touched on it earlier? But do you think your your journey over the last sort of twelve months has it changed how you feel towards your alopecia and how you feel about yourself? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the whole point. It's, I mean, it would be awful to be sharing these images uh, and talking about it on Instagram if it, if it wasn't... The more I talk about it to, to raise awareness of alopecia for other people, the more I am accepting and... But it's going beyond that. I'm... That was it's such a rambly answer, sorry. No, 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 it was a slightly silly question because obviously it is changing it, but I, I think I, 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 I'm, this is why I was struggling to articulate it, that's how I managed yeah, to get it Yeah, now I'm short. struggling to... <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, our, our listeners are well used to us Is rambling. it some sort um, of catharsis though? Is there, is it like, that's the way I kind of think, it must be quite cathartic to be able to, to sort of go through this yeah. process of... And of... quite emotional, mm. I think, to, to, to see how like to look do you ever I think that that's where I started actually was was do you look back now and think my god like how how could I have thought that or how was I brave enough to do that where because like there will be things that you now do on a daily basis that six to eight to ten to fifteen months ago you wouldn't have dreamt of doing and I yeah I, I find that really I do overuse the word magical but I do find that magical mm. <laughs> yeah that's the um, thing and that's what I mean about 
uh, Instagram almost being like a photo album of these kind of milestone moments. And obviously, yeah. I don't spend every day looking back and going, but what's great is obviously sometimes Instagram actually sends reminders of like a story or something that's happened. And because it's such a new journey, I've not had many of those yet. Um, so I think that's going to be really fascinating when I start getting those yearly reminders of, oh, oh yeah. you went to a theme yeah. park for the first time. You On know. this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah because definitely. I have done some really big things for me, you know, <laughs> from as simple as answering the door to a delivery man uh, in my bandana, you know, which I would never have dreamed of doing, to being able to go to a theme park for the first time in 17 years because I just decided, well, I just don't need to wear my wig. If I'm worried about losing my wig on a roller coaster, just don't just wear don't your wear wig. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Like, yeah. So, you know, there's been some real big moments and obviously I've captured those on my grid or on my stories. And so that is for me. And I do hope, I, I will, thank you for asking that question actually, because I'm going to make sure that I almost build in this year times to stop and like I said reflect and look back and then think okay mm. what have I achieved this is really important take stock and recognize that what am I still struggling with maybe because it is a conscious effort I think everyone to really like themselves I don't oh, God, mind yeah. but it's like it's actually pretty radical if to like just like yourself and how people mm -hmm. respond to that people often say that confident women are like arrogant or or that it's not attractive or somehow. Or yeah. they're pretending. Or mm. they're, yeah. 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 Definitely, definitely. It's just like people um, are really resistant to people genuinely just liking themselves. Just, and just, and just enjoying your yeah. own life and your own company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it but is, you have to spend the rest thing. of your life with yourself. You are your one true love. Like, I, yeah. I see so many You're the only person quotes, you can't get rid of yourself. You yes. can, everything else. You can end relationships. You can end friendships. You can stop talking to family, but you cannot get past... You can't get away from yourself. You're no. kind of stuck with yourself. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree um, with that. I mean, I think so. So one of the other things that I sorry, I'm really nosy. I know, but that's kind of the point of this, isn't it? So you you have a platform, and we can ask nosy questions. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it comes from from genuine um, fascination. So one of the things. So obviously, Sarah and I are both photographers, and you know this, obviously. But um, one of the things I really love about your Instagram channel, yeah, you posted. I mean, you do this quite a lot anyway. But I, I saw a particular story the other day that described Instagram as all smoke and mirrors, and you did this fantastic, like, like the real selfie and then the look at this selfie from the top I'm doing oh I saw that, that. I keep, yes, I keep yeah. forgetting we're on a podcast um, and for I'll the try purposes and, I'll try of the podcast yes. <laughs> can I just be your voiceover in every podcast that says that please <laughs> please brilliant um, and I I think that that actually in itself as I don't know if you think of yourself as an influencer but you are certainly gathering influence oh on definitely yeah awesome things some people get really offended by the term but I don't know yeah the term's a weird one because I think you think of influencers, I think of influencers in a certain way. In the hair loss community, though, hell yes, I want to be an influencer because it was yeah. seeing other women embracing their baldness that made me want to start yeah. doing it yeah. myself. So, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I'll take but it. I, th I think, so I'm, I'm going to go, okay, being an influencer, I think something that I often don't see people do, and I think something that people are always surprised by when they come to us for photo shoots, um, they're like, oh, oh, I actually look good. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock, that's my job. My job is to make you look good with the angles. But... But then they'll take a selfie of the same scene and be like, oh, I don't like my chin. And I'm like, again, no shit, Sherlock. My, my job is to make, you know, and I I think it's really positive that as well as highlighting alopecia specifically, I think you've got a much wider audience there where you're like, hey, this is what it looks like. And then this is what it looks like. And it is like 
batting away the smoke and mirrors that is social media and that perfectness. Yes. And was yeah. that a deliberate decision or was that just that's just who I mean, I think that might just be who you are, but I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued as to how this came out on, on your socials. Yeah, I think I wanna do more of it because now I'm spending more time on social media, you know, naturally if I'm gonna be called an influencer, one of the things that I would think of is that I don't know, now I turn up every day on social media, I've started to realise there is, there's a responsibility to it in terms of the kind of DMs I get now uh, from younger people or people at the start of their hair loss journey. It is a responsibility because mm. they're seeing a certain image that I'm putting out about myself. They're seeing me confident enough to post bald selfies and reels and all this thing. So they think, well, she must really embrace and and she you know she must have been like this for 16 years i think often people that just start following me don't realize how new this all is for me and how how quickly i'm pushing myself you know so um i do think it's important to remind myself and people that actually it's lovely to share those nice polished pictures of myself because they do make me feel nice and they make me frame uh, bald as beautiful but I need to remind myself that bald is still beautiful when holding a phone underneath me with three chins, you know? Absolutely, like, yes. And it might when not when be you're looking just like a normal human being, like everybody yes. else doing the same thing. Yes. <laughs> and it yes, might not be really. beautiful in a conventional way, but like it's getting to the point where I still, I love myself from all angles and I really it's, want to work for that to be my goal. And also yeah. I don't, I don't want people, I don't want people, I don't want people following me if it's not the real me because what's the point of that like mm. I, I can't yeah, yeah it's a weird one actually I think I think the word responsibility is really key there actually because you, so, you don't yeah. you want you want to show I mean obviously we all we're all human we want to show the best sides of ourselves of course, yeah. because because we're human right but at the same time um actually I think it's really so I quite often post um, makeup free selfies for the same reason my makeup is well you know what my makeup's like it's not subtle is it <laughs> um and I try really hard to make sure that I put them in my stories and that kind of stuff. And then pe quite a few people have said to me, oh, but isn't that really weird because it's not what your target audience want to see. And I'm like, but they need to see that I'm mm. not like this all the time. They need to see that. I mean, I'm nowhere near. Like, I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram. I don't spend that much time on social media. But at any point that I'm, like, publicly around, I, I think it's really important to show the other side. And I think because I, I make my living making people look good on camera, I almost feel like it's even more important to, to show the other side because because I think so many people, and especially I think if you've got younger people following you, you, you don't want them to think that that's normal and they can't live up to that, therefore, exactly, that, you know, to add yeah. to that 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 inner talk that exactly. can be bad. And why so would I think I that's be, really, really good. I, I, don't want to <laughs> I don't want to perpetuate that because... They're already, if people are following me because they have hair loss, yeah. they're already feeling like they don't belong or that they're lesser mm. or how I did for many years and sometimes still have moments where I feel I will be less desirable because I am a woman without hair. So to on top of that, just be a normal woman that maybe has some curves or whatever you think society tells you is, is not the goal, you know. Mm. It's like it can feel too much. That's how I've often felt about the fact that I have eczema and alopecia. That's the kind of thing that's often pushed me over the edge almost and been like, why me? You know, like mm -hmm. this sucks because I would love to rock my bald head, but then the day where I'm having an eczema flare up, I'm thinking, oh great, but maybe are people going to be looking at my bald head or are they going to be looking at my crusty head? You know, like... <laughs> So, you, I'm, I'm getting a definite a definite sense of like gleeful rebellion going on here like <laughs> it's making me guess very guess what happy. you're all getting head crossed today and you're all just gonna say <laughs> can we cut that out please you're gonna keep that in aren't you oh no oh, um, 
<laughs> it depends how nice you are to Sarah. No. <laughs> For the record, there is no head crust. Just, so, just letting you know, I can't see any at all. For the purposes of <laughs> no, the podcast, Sarah decided to do an action where she rubbed her head crust all over the audience. We are actually going to get you in as voiceover for another Please, podcast at some point. You're very good at it. <laughs> so, okay, uh, can we roll from that then into our favourite question? Yes, please. In this journey of yours, what has been your most glorious moment or multiple moments? You're allowed more than one. Ooh, that's very generous of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I think there's definitely more than one because, like I said, I feel like since sharing my alopecia experience, you know, in the last nine months on Instagram, there's been a few kind of big moments, whether it's the first bald selfie or the first time going to meet my friends for a socially distanced picnic last summer and I rocked up in my bandana and these are like my best friends that I went to school with and have known them for over a decade and and that's the first time they've ever seen me like you know or wow. they've probably seen me drunk in a bandana or like well, do you know what I mean but they've never seen me outside of the house daring to to do that so they were kind of big personal milestones for me but a huge one that I wanted to mention um and I don't know if anything will come of it I'm hoping it will it's meant to be February sometime so we shall see depending on when this recording comes out but um yeah one of my big moments that I definitely want to celebrate is the fact that through Instagram I got private message by a casting agent who said that they'd seen my posts about living with eczema having alopecia and so basically I had to go through a few rounds of kind of Zoom interviews and whatever to be cast in um, a skincare advert. So oh, wow. yeah, I'm doing more clapping. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they came to my house last summer, so months and months ago now. Um, and they just said they wanted to talk to me. It was about what it's like for me living with eczema whilst also being a wig wearer. That was my whole thing. And I was very open and honest about that. And they said, that's what they wanted to capture. Um, and I know they filmed like 10 other people. So it might be that there's only 20 seconds of me, but from what I understood, they wanted to do lots of case studies with lots of people about all sorts of different experiences of living with eczema. So the reason that's such a big, exciting moment for me is it's two things that I've hidden my whole life. Like, you know, two things I've been so ashamed of and someone actually like proactively approaching me because I was starting to celebrate that or just be open about it. Yeah. And now that potentially, you know, well, I've been paid for it. So whether it gets shown or not, you know, technically I have, I am celebrating eczema and alopecia and raising awareness of it. And it may be on a YouTube advert coming to you soon. So fabulous. Yeah. So exciting. If we're allowed to, by the time we release this, we will add it to the show notes. Definitely. Awesome. If not, we will add it to the show notes when we are allowed to. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if we can find the actual video, the actual we'll advert. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. Yeah, that would be yeah, incredible. I'm very I excited. think that, that deserves more clapping. That is yes, amazing. Well done. Oh, really, well really done. Exciting. Yeah, massive. Not least because that. That would be a terrifying thing to do, even if it wasn't around the two things that you've just recently started to, to change your feelings yeah. on. So, yeah. That, and I should say, they were in my house, but we did a lot of filming outside. I had to walk down the street without my hair on. I had, uh, there was some stills taken and it was literally at the end of my road by the estuary that I live by. Um, and there was a moment where there was a woman and her elderly mother sitting on the bench where he'd originally wanted me to sit. And I was like, well, I can't really ask them to move. So he was like, no, it's fine. Just stand near them. And I just said, excuse me, do you mind? I need to... And I just took my wig off in front of them. And I said, do you mind just looking after my hair for a second? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Because I was in... Su- 
such like this mode of like business time. I'm getting paid. I'm doing this. Like, you know. I know. And then the woman, I couldn't work out backwards compliment. I get this quite a lot. She's just like, I prefer you without the hair, darling. That's sweet, I think. Great. That's amazing. But do you know the thing that really kind of struck me though about what you talked about all of all of that there it was that that thing that like you said the two things that you've been the most ashamed of and suddenly you now that you've become brave to talk about them and and show these things to the world it's suddenly getting you know these amazing experiences for you i just think that's so awesome that just goes to show actually that embracing that stuff that things do happen don't yeah. they if you can differences can be a massive strength yes. so going back yeah. to that what would you tell 12 year old laura the one thing i would confidently say is you might not be there yet you might not be there for a year but someday you are going to realize that there there can be such strength coming from these differences that you've got which you feel like at the moment why me why me mm. and it's like well, why the hell not you because you're going to be super strong super resilient and you're yes. going to you know you're going to shine you know yes. so Totally. I love yeah. that. That's absolutely I really fabulous. Love that. Yeah. So um I think as well what I would really love to ask you is then obviously we've we've asked you what you would tell twelve year old Laura, but what would you tell any other young person, anyone else going through what you're go what what you've been through, you know, what what advice would you give them looking looking forwards? I think uh, my catchphrase seems to be at the moment, you do you. <laughs> I just oh, seem I to, that. that seems to be my answer for everything because yeah. it one. kind of encompasses a lot of stuff. And I think so much of my anxiety has come from worrying too much about what other people think of me or what they might think or what they might say. Um, and at the end of the day, if I just kind of stripped all that away and I just focused on myself and what I think about myself, I think that's really helping me in my mental health and in terms of how I embrace everything. So if I could share that with other people my advice would just be you do you it really doesn't mm. matter what anyone else thinks like yeah and kind of what we were saying before you have to spend the rest of your life with you so you know just embrace yourself because it's so much easier when you stop hiding your differences and embrace them you just don't know what's going to happen and believe me it's going to be positive so and i, I guess it takes less effort as well oh gosh yeah to, yes to embrace them than it does to keep hiding them and worrying about them and like making sure they stay hidden so yeah yeah honestly yeah. one of the, the big things and, and we we haven't talked about it as much because there's well, i mean there's not enough hours in the day but you know <laughs> you know things you like come back another episode great i would totally love that but um yeah it's the whole thing of hiding behind wigs you know wigs were meant to be wigs were the only solution that was offered to me as a teenager, no one else seemed to have any other notion that there might be another way to embrace and live with alopecia. It was just expected. You have hair loss, you're a young girl, therefore you should wear a wig to hide that hair loss, mm. you know? And pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, yes. and that in itself causes major mental health issues because you are approaching life with a big secret and I couldn't mm. handle that, you know? Because I was basically telling myself that and everyone else was telling around me you know like you need to fit in you you need to hide that so and it was really exhausting and it is exhausting I've had recent you know literally because I've told you how new this journey is for me and I'd like to think I'm going to embrace things differently and under different milestones but things like meeting new people meeting a new romantic partner the anxiety I have felt 
from when do I tell them I'm wearing a wig? Like that in itself becomes more of the issue than actually being a bald woman, you know? Yeah. It's the secret of having a wig. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, mm. that's good advice. Thank you. I love that. That's awesome. awesome. Mm. And thank you so much for honesty and insight and all of the things. Yes. No, which we knew we knew you would give us, but it's yeah, it's been amazing. So, um okay. Well, that last so, little bit was a side note, so maybe we'll have to do that in a separate episode. I reckon so, definitely. I think yeah. that would be a really good one. Yeah, yes, definitely. 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 Um well, there's so much more I think we could still talk about. So, yeah, we will definitely uh haul you back in if you're willing to come. Yes, <laughs> for yeah. another episode, another recording Fabulous. Okay, so can you tell us, or actually more accurately, our lovely listeners, because we know where to find you, uh, what you're up to, what's coming up, where to find you online, um, anything else you want to tell, tell the world? Yes. Of course, yep. So my main thing would be, please feel free to follow me on Instagram. I am at relightalopecia. Uh, clues in the name, because obviously alopecia is the condition I have. Relight, bit of a random one. My surname rhymes with my fire, so the take that song, Relight My Fire, is a bit like Relight Matthias. So I love it. It's I an love old that. school thing. So, but everyone's like, why Relight? And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> anyway, please do find and follow me on Relight Alopecia. Even if you don't have a form of hair loss, I, you know, I do just love meeting new people. And I, um, like Carla was saying, you know, I do try and just share a bit about just being a, a woman with confidence issues as well because I yeah. think that's a huge thing um and my dms are always open to have a chat and actually a lot of people may know someone with some form of hair loss um I've had lots of people actually unfortunately lots of friends who's for instance one of my best friends her mum was going through cancer and so she had wig questions you know so it actually felt amazing that there was something practical I could do in terms of giving some advice you know mm. around that um but obviously she was a badass and she rocked it so actually she, she didn't need me at all she was awesome <laughs> um, yeah but um yeah so relight alopecia is really my main platform and channel but the other thing I would want to say is that through my Instagram I have become an ambassador for the charity Models of Diversity um, and they are a relatively new charity campaigning for greater diversity and representation in the media and fashion industries and for all the things we've been speaking about today obviously I just think that's really important because yeah. if 12 year old Laura had better or any examples of bold, mm-hmm. beautiful In the media, people. yeah, exactly. absolutely. Even yeah. one high profile would make a difference, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, you know, Gail Porter is incredible, and actually, I've spoken to her on Instagram now, she's so lovely and she's amazing, but um, things weren't as accessible back when I was younger. Social media wasn't, wasn't in the same way, but even though social media is massive now, and, you know, lots of 12 and 13-year-olds have access to Instagram or whatever the latest thing is that probably we're even too old to follow, you know. <laughs> um, I do feel like li- social media does have its limitations and that it is the bubble and the community that you create. I don't. I think that's really important and it's been a real game-changer for me in the last few months because I see bald as beautiful and I see that every single day on my feed. But I want to go out and I want to see a billboard with a bald, beautiful woman on it. I yeah. want to see someone in a wheelchair on a website promoting clothes, not just in a one-off tokenistic campaign. You know, I want to see it every single day. But just day. as the norm, just, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Standardly, like, yeah, yeah. definitely. So that we don't even double take anymore. And that's, exactly. And that's the thing. So I do think the work of Models of Diversity is really important. So I love that I'm one of their ambassadors and it's basically just 
just shouting about what they do as much Amazing. as possible. Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll make sure yeah, we link to them as well. So yeah, yeah. make sure you go and follow them as oh, well as Laura. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. It's been thank amazing it talking and listening to you. Yeah, it's yeah, you been too. Fabulous. Thank you. Great questions. We do, we, we're doing much smiling. You can always tell good episodes because we all grin like loons all the way through. Yeah, yeah. you were nearly crying. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was very, t- very, very welling up at least two points there. But no, that was that was. I guess that's a sign of a good conversation. I, would I say. think so. Yeah, so. little tears, little laughter. And we have been good. missing yeah. those those good deep conversations through lockdown. So hopefully yes. this will, um, you know, slightly slightly lift that but yeah thank you thank you so much and thank you for say being so honest and being so open and um yeah joining us in the evening at stupid o'clock to record (laughs) well yeah apart from sarah you're in the morning aren't you but uh afternoon now yeah oh it's afternoon sorry eight hours yeah (laughs) i literally she's been there two years and i still can't get my head around the time difference even i can't know that's it yeah (laughs) well i'm thinking next time if i join you i know i've rocked the board today and it's very comfortable but just to keep up with your bright hair i might whack on one of my uh fabulous colorful wigs just so i I feel like that's the um the absolute benefit being able to wear lots oh of wigs, so isn't much. it? You can literally so go, much. what hairstyle shall I have today? Now I'm embracing yeah. it more, believe oh, me. And, I'm, and I'm guessing... I'm not. I'm not complaining. I do. I'm. You know, my hair is is the hair I dreamed of when I was small. But you don't have to spend eight hours getting the bloody thing coloured and bleached and faffed. You just put yep. a wig on. And then oh, when yeah. it still when it grows, you still end awesome. up with your grey roots like I've got as well. So do you know what's hilarious? Um, wigs now is really popular to have roots. We no, roots. really. Yeah. Yeah. So like a natural. Yeah. So oh, wow. and, and like you know the ombre and stuff. But honestly, yeah. some of the blonde wigs I have because I've never been blonde in my life, and I've got I'm an ambassador for Mimo Wigs, which is a company based up in Scotland. She's amazing, um, and she um, yeah you know I do some wig reviews for her and stuff. And she sent me some blondes, and I was like, oh, I'm not really a blonde, Michelle. She's like, go on, just try it. I've cho- I've chosen carefully, and actually. Platinum blonde looks amazing on me. (laughs) The one that she sent me with Roots, which is the one I first went for, because I thought that was the safer option. So I think people like Roots because it makes you feel like it's not a step too far away. Yes, you haven't gone full. Yes. But no, Platinum blonde all the way, ladies. Actually, that's something when you come back next time, we need to talk about the the range of wigs and and how to wig. I feel like how to wig. wig. How to wig. (laughs) Yes, Carla, I'm stealing that. Excellent. You know, you also need to go. You know that in Colchester we have um, a quite active um, WI girls and they're known as the Wigs. I I feel like you need to go and do a talk there. I do feel like that would be a good connection. Yes. You can talk about Wigs for Wigs. That would be awesome. But they, they're a really good group That'd and they, so this, this kind of stuff will be right up their street. Anyway, we will now we leave you guys. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we will leave you guys um, in, in hopefully um, a nice inspired state yes. and uh, we shall see you next episode. Yes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oops, Carla got a little bit overexcited and forgot it was the last episode of the season. It is indeed the last episode of season two. Um, and we really hope you've loved listening to us and all our wonderful guests over the past 10 weeks. That's us done now. We are off to start recording episodes for the next season. When will that be starting, Carla? We will be back in your headphones on the 7th of June. Um, so we'll see you then. It's very exciting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Uh, where can people find us online, Sarah? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. 
And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>